Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me in the locker room. I'm Alan Locker. Grant Alexander's Phillips Baldwin joined the cast of Guiding Light in late 1982 with Judy Evans's Beth Rains, Michael O'Leary's Rick Bauer, and Krista Tessero's Melinda Sue Lewis following Grant a few months later. The Four Musketeers, as they would come to be known for four decades, came together in 1983, and these characters would remain a vital part of the Springfield canvas until the last light went out in September of 2009. Today, the four actors who created this much-loved quartet are here to talk about Springfield in the 1980s, the stories that connected them to the Guiding Light audience, the importance of their on and off screen friendships and where they think Beth, Philip, Rick and Mindy are living today. Please, please, please help me welcome to the locker room, the four musketeers themselves, Judy Evans, Michael O'Leary, Grant Alexander and Krista Tessero. Hello. 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 <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe it's 40 years this month. Um, and I must thank one of our fans, Seamus, for reminding me that it's been 40 years. Thank so, you, Seamus. Thank you, Seamus. Thank yeah, you. you're shaking your head, Grant. I mean, when seriously, when 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 I reached out and said 40, did you all realize 40 years? Yeah, yeah. after I went and looked in the mirror, I did. So <laughs> The plastic surgeon told me too. <laughs> Did a little basic math and just uh, 83, 23. That's crazy. Wow. It, it doesn't it, feel out of it. It really, it really, really is. But, it, you know, I, I'm sure today you realize that you didn't probably fully back then. But, I mean, you four got so many of us hooked. Hooked you know, for life on that, on that show. It, it was, it was amazing. you know, I don't, I don't want to speak, you know, whatever was going to talk about that time, but it was the most magical time in my life to come to New York, to start the show. And then, you know, Grant and I have often talked about this is that this story was handed to us and it just was this convergence of the four of us and our friendship, the, the way Pam Wall wrote the story, um, it was, a, it, for me professionally, it was the best time of my life. Do you remember the last time you were all in, you know, I wish we were in person, but in a room together, four of you? God, I had to be, I had to be what 84 sometime. Yeah, probably. 80s. Yeah. In the 80s. Because I think when I came, I came back in 86, and I think, Judy, I think you were already gone then. Yeah. So I think it, it probably would have been 84 at some point. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I, I that gives me tears just thinking about that. I mean, yeah, it, it, really, it's 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 wild. Um, you know, like I said, the Four Musketeers remained a vital part of the canvas until the very end. No social media, only snail mail. When you know, when and maybe if did you realize the impact of that? You know, I know Michael, you just described the impact on yourself, but the impact that we're talking about to the audience was there a moment? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I, I was on the show for maybe two months, two and a half months, and Chris and I got a an appearance to go to. Defiance, Ohio at a shopping mall. And mind you, three months prior to that, I'm working at my father's all-white ceramic bead factory. You know, okay, that's God on his truth. You know, yeah, I could I couldn't get a date. It was, you know, it was pathetic. And I go to New York, uh, work with this fine gentleman. We'll get to that in a second. And then all of a sudden, hey Mike, you gotta, you want to make a it was a thousand bucks back in the day. Thousand bucks to go to the shopping mall at Defiance, Ohio, and so Chris and I went there. There was twelve thousand people there, and they the fire marshals. Um, I, I, I Chris, I don't know if they closed it down or if we ended up doing it. I remember but, there was a big issue with the yeah. aisles and too many people in one place. So that's when I I realized that there was something special going on because it, you know, it's so insulating. You know, we we would go in there and we would work really hard. And we kind of, you know, we we lived in a box, so to speak, because we're the young storyline and we were working 12, 16, 18 hours a day sometimes. And you wouldn't know the impact until we did something, you know, you'd do something like this. Judy or Grant, do you recall having that moment? Um, again, in appearance, I think we went, uh, it was a volleyball up in the game and up in the Catskills at one of the resorts up there and as there were some of us you know in a wild wild limo at the time and people were throwing their bodies onto the limousine and it was like why what's going on oh my god this is frightening <laughs> but you know no idea because like michael said you know we you know you're in new york city you're just going to work every day you're just glad to be doing the the, the acting thing and you know you you're in that vacuum of you just you don't even know if what you're doing is is you know even coming across you know the a little old studio on West Twenty Sixth Street. Mm -hmm. Love that studio. Yeah, I remember um, you know, getting all dressed up, you know, at work, and some of the wardrobe I was wearing was just so beautiful. But at the end of the day, like Judy said, so we're working, and you, I got back in my blue jeans you know, hailed the cab to just go uptown, go back home. And that was it. And I remember one of my appearances, I was um, down south near in Georgia, and there was this huge billboard. And it was of my face. And I thought, oh my, God. you know, and that was a sign too, to me. That, that was a moment. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, one of the fans, Soap Love 1974 says, took the wildly popular youth summer love storyline to the next level. Glenn, you were the first to arrive in December of 1982. Can you take us back, Betty Ray, your first few days on set? And 
it was um, Philip's per- parent storyline, right? That is what kicked you into the show. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I couldn't have gotten luckier in my first day because all I had to do was uh, walk onto the set, look around at a, a mansion that had uh, drapes over everything. It was like the summer house that was not being used. And I had to sit down in the middle of one of the couches and say, welcome home, Philip. Pretty tough to mess it up. So that was that was my first day, which was great. But I, I do remember uh, you hit on one thing that's you know really important. We were lucky back then. Um, we had we had a, it was a different audience. You know, we had a captive audience to a certain extent because the pie hadn't been divided up with cable yet. So there was sort of a built-in share that you had a chance to get. Uh, and on on top of that, we had. I think the greatest casting director that anybody could ever get in Betty Ray, um, who put not just us together, but everybody else that was cast on the show together. We had a wonderful head writer um, who gave us all an opportunity to play out a story that was like a a fairy tale. Um, And because it was all of our first job, I think it was all of our first big job, you know, we knew, we knew to the extent that we could that we were doing something that was fun and seemed real and you know we felt like we were doing good work but because we didn't have anything to compare it to um it was really in some ways the reaction of people that sort of verified that hey this is something good absolutely judy michael and krista you all came next judy do you remember and and michael and krista betty ray and and what do you remember about wow when you acted with her, she was one of those casting directors who was completely in the scene with you. And what I really admired about her, she went to every single off, 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 off Broadway play that there was. She loved actors. And, you know, there's there's something to be said because not quite sure not all the people in this business do. So oh, she did she really did, and she she was amazing, and just the sweetest woman, sweetest and classy, 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 classy. Yeah, Betty used to say that she didn't cast actors; she cast eyes. Mm. Oh, oh wow. that's a good one. Yeah, wow, that, I think that's the first time I heard that. That's amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, and every actor who who had the opportunity has all told me about act, you know, acting opposite. Betty, because she would do it with you, you know. And I think Jerry had a great story of a, a note she gave him or something. I, I, I remember Jerry sharing that once. Um, incredible. Um, I told Michael earlier, Krista and Michael, differently, but you both, I think, started on that same exact day, or your air dates were both May 16th. They were, yeah, May yeah. 16th. Do you all remember meeting each other for the first time? Like, is there a, something that stands out for meeting each other? Krista, do you remember me? Oh, oh yeah. At the screen test, you know, I had a call. Oh, all about oh, oh, yeah, the screen test. Yeah. In Los Angeles yeah. at the CBS um, Television City. And, you know, there were 12 Mindy's screen testing all opposite of Michael O'Leary. And he was... Uh, <laughs> He was super nice to all the girls auditioning, you know, screen testing. And I'll never forget, you know, when I was screen testing, he said, oh, that was that was good. You know, I, I think they really and I was like, 
You say that I'm sure to all the girls. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. You know, you said, no, no. And, and that was my first time meeting Mikey at our, um, at our screen test. Yeah. You know, Betty, Betty cast me not for Rick. I, I was the person facilitating the reading for the Mindy's and the Beth characters. And I auditioned with 12 young ladies and I thought that was the end of it. And three days later, I get a call from, um, guiding light and said i was the new rick bauer that's how it, that's how it worked out you, you were probably trying to impress all the mindy's and all the bets and you you impressed betty which was most important <laughs> yeah yeah and judy do you remember we met on the airplane i do i was just thinking that yeah that's exactly the very first time i met you because they um Judy was, were you already cast or were you a screen no. test again? Screen testing. Screen testing. Okay. So I don't know why I thought you might have had the role because you were the only one screen testing. And I thought, well, she's got the role, I'm sure. And so, you know, there was still a screen test. There was, a, I think, a deal in place, but there was still just a screen test. Okay. Because when I got on the airplane, they had narrowed it down to two Mindy's. Right. They, and they said, you you want to tune in to Gotti Light and see the, the gentleman, the actor, playing the role of Philip Spaulding. I thought, oh, okay. They said, his name's Grant. He's kind of tall. He's so good looking, blah, blah. And so I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here when I'm on this airplane, the other Mindy was a tall, beautiful brunette. And the first thing I thought to myself was, oh, I'm not going to get this role because first they're going to cast Judy Evans. We're both, well, you're taller than me, Judy, but I think we could almost be sisters or cousins, both blonde, you know, and I thought, why would they want to hire another blonde when they have like Ken and Barbie, you know, <laughs> or so beautiful and Grant and I thought I could see them together. And honestly, that was my mindset going into it. And I thought you better just enjoy New York and the whole experience. Yeah. Enjoy this free ride to New York. Judy, did you screen test with Grant? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really, that was magical too. It was really magical. Everything about the whole experience of the, all the auditions and then the whole experience of working with these fine young people was just really very magical. Well, enjoyed that. Oh, weird. Brindy, are you back? Oh, I thought you Hello. And Philip Baldwin. I know. When is that? I'm sorry about falling. Well, that's okay. Hi there. Glad to be around to be of some service. Bet what? Rain. I know you from someplace. Yeah, this morning. I fell. No, 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 before that. You go to Springfield, don't you? Any memories of that? I don't think I can't. My voice was so loud. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, total memories. That was really fun. It's like watching our grandchildren now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love. <it. laughs> and, 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 
precious. <laughs> yeah. Were we cute? Oh my god, that's pretty adorable. Yeah. Wow. Well, let, let's continue the the memories. The role of Rick Bauer is now being played by Michael O'Leary. Oh, uh, it's a scramble egg scene, Mikey. No. No, I'm not. I'm uh, just enjoying myself while I can before school starts. Mm-hmm. Tell me, Freddy, I, I didn't even feel you enjoy sleeping late. It's one of those things about your character that's, well, that's always concerned me. Well, uh, you can switch your mind at ease. Tell us I do. Mm-hmm. Cup of coffee? Sure, go ahead. A letter from Morgan this morning. Who's late? She's left town. Yeah, I got one too. Sounds like she made the right decision. Yeah, she talked to her with you up. No, I didn't get a chance. I was uh, looking for you. Crazy. Well, <laughs> you guys are so good. Great. That was my first day, and I was first so day. nervous. <laughs> and this this great dear friend of mine made me feel right at home. Now you were great from the get go, Mikey. I mean, I love that that was on there with the introduction that we all who yeah. watch soaps over the years. Yeah. The role is now being yeah. played by. Yeah. You accept it, <laughs> and that's one, completely well, and that's not always. That yeah. is to the chemistry of Grant and and Michael and you and Judy and all of that for all of us, you know, to accept it and and especially folks like yourselves because you were all part of these major families and that you know that that is i guess what grant was saying the testament to G- to to betty ray and sometimes you get lucky you know we the, looking back on it now I, I i think you can see and i think we knew it at the time even if we didn't know how to put it into words we all did have a really nice chemistry with each other and each one was different you know, we went through a million Mindy's. I don't know how many screen tests and auditions we did to, to find Mindy. And they kept changing their mind about what they wanted. Mm-hmm. But Chris, I think once they saw you um, and they saw the energy that you had and the charm that you had and stuff, I think, okay, that's done. And Judy, I think, I mean, we screen tested, but, you know, I, I, there wasn't anybody else for the role. I mean, it was, it was going to be you. And then Mikey, as soon as you came on, Oh, of course it, it would, you know, have to stop and put it on me. Oh no! Yeah, go ahead, Greg. Go ahead and say what you were like, saying. And Mikey, and then you cut off, and I, everybody wants yeah, to hear. I don't kind of Mikey. I don't think I said anything about you, Mike. <laughs> No, I do. I think oh, yeah. they saw. I think they saw that you know they they were looking for a certain kind of chemistry and a friendship between you know two two young guys, and and I think that they they saw that when uh, when you came on, you know. Well, well, what? One more. Oh my gosh! What? Remember. Old Chaplin was on. Where is your Sorry about the makeup, but I had to change my Look at this guy. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. This is my friend, Eddie Carnage. Carnage. That's right, Mom. Yeah, we brought the bus together all the way from Salt on Oh, boy. Well, uh, 
could we uh, offer you a... Uh... <laughs> that... Did our voices yeah. sound like that? Oh, my gosh. No. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things I noticed with all of us, our voices. And that was Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bacon, yeah. <laughs> um, so your first scene was with Rebecca. Yes. Sweetheart. Uh, right away, we hit it off. There, it, my very first day just could not have gone smoother. It just felt natural. I loved it. I don't think I would. I'm sure I was nervous. It, it's so interesting how, you know, Michael and Krista in the same episode, you know, like Pam just, you know, put it out there and, and it took off. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really did. And, um, I don't know how quickly the Central Park story came into play, but that's that's when we knew we had something really special. Yeah. And the show committed to that expenditure, whatever. But that's that's when there was, I don't know, eight or nine million people watching us every day, whatever that crazy number was. But they, they spared no expense for, for the story. And um, gosh, guys, remember all the big parties and and, you know, when you saw anybody in a tuxedo, that was that was an eighteen-hour day. Uh, um, but the stuff in Central Park, to me, um, the stuff we did on location was probably one of my favorite. Like you know, showing that clip though of you, Grant, and and Mikey, you know, walking into the bar kitchen. Could you have ever imagined, to, you know, here you two are today, still the best of friends, like. No, what a gift! I mean, what a, yeah, the, the the relationships are are the are the greatest gifts of all of it, and it's you know, um, you know, I was thinking about this. You know, it's over a year now that we lost Jerry, and um, the, it as wonderful a gift as it was to be a young actor on the show, and certainly nice to be able to you know pay for things. Um, the greatest gift was the relationships uh, with all of these people. Um, it's it's the thing that I miss the most. And that I cherish the most when I remember it. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to piggyback on what Grant said. Is um, I remember when Trita said to me, um, it was Quentin Noah's wedding, and we were shooting, I think, in Pennsylvania or something like that. And, and uh, I was still nervous and still trying to find my way. And Trita was sitting in a church pew reading the New York Times. And I hadn't met her yet. And I was the back of the church. She turned around and she goes, so I kind of walk up to the front of the church and she says, sit down. She goes, she goes, welcome to guiding light. She goes, you know, you're a bower now. And as far as I'm concerned, if you want anything, you come to me, I'll take good care of you. Welcome to the show. Oh, not surprising. And I gave her a big hug. She was gracious and lovely to me. We didn't have her very long, unfortunately. But um, that was, that's what I, these are just, they're not limited stories. They're not, we have so many of these stories. And, uh, you know, uh, Bill Rourke and, and, and Larry Gates and Tom Rourke and, I mean, all of these folks that were our mentors when we came on, how blessed were we? to have these actors that 
showed us how to showed us the ropes and cared about it and did it with joy. You know, they they invested in us. Um, Beverly McKenzie. But think of all these iconic actors that we had. Mm-hmm. They weren't just iconic actors, but they were they they were like our family. And um, and, and and talented people for the newcomers mm-hmm. to be. I mean, to be like ensconced in a blanket around this. Oh, yeah. You know, wealth of wealth of history, not only guiding life, but history in the world. You know, in right. entertainment, in the knowledge of their experience. Uh, you know, Christmas at Guiding Light was such a special time over the years. But truly, we we all tuning in today, one of the most memorable was the year that Philip and Beth ran away to New York City from Bradley and Rick and Beth, uh, Rick and Mindy followed. And you, Beth and Philip, befriended a street corner Santa named Nick who would return right. to the canvas every year and i couldn't not include him you get how did happen we blow it so for what i know you well enough to know you don't believe that the most is so hard for me philip you have a big strong heart but you haven't used it in a long time the heart's like any other muscle if you don't use it it atrophies only time and effort and make it work again. That's it. I've got a wife, three kids, five grandkids waiting for me at home in the pool with you. I mean, I can't. Well, you know, for me myself, I, I waited every year for him to return. I don't know if it was Pam's creation or another writer, but what a gift to to you and the show that we did too. Uh, um, we every year I would ask, you know, when when's Rex coming? His name was Rex Everhart, and. And uh, he was just a wonderful old actor that had done everything. And when you were in a scene with Rex, you it was like a lot of the older guys on the show that taught us everything. You kind of felt like you were being held in the palm of somebody's hand. You know, you were completely safe um, and they were going to take care of you. And you just, it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah. It's so interesting too, because it was in, you know, he was introduced for all of you, but because it became such a i think hit with the audience he he had a uh you know a a a powerful moment with many of our canvas after that because of yeah you know the magic he created with you four the story that they wrote for us that that first year um you know looking back on it now and i I think even even then we were aware judy had the hardest stuff to do she she had the emotional through line to carry that um, that was very difficult and, and, and that she played so beautifully. Um, and it it allowed the rest of us to find our place in it. And they they she crafted the story so that each of the characters had a special place in it and they were tied together in it. Um, and at the end of the day, I look back on it um, because as I said before, we didn't have anything else to compare it to. We thought everything was going to be like that. And whatever I'm asked, you know, what was my favorite story on the show? I always say that story because it was the best. And it was it was really a, a, a great gift and a joy to get to be a part of it. He had a great way with story storytelling where she would just involve so many characters and everybody got a 
something great to do. And she would incorporate so many different stories and weave them into other stories. And, yeah. you know, and, and there was a build. Well, it was back in the days when you could build a story. Yes. The it was romantic. It was romantic. It was wholesome. Yes. You know, and and people loved it. It was old fashioned courtship. Yes. Very forties. Yeah. 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 But it also had, uh, you know, socially relevant. You know, with abuse and right. and and right. Yeah. And your your abuse and rape on Lillian's. Yeah, or Bradley Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I don't know if it was the the first time that any of that had been done, but I but I know it had to be close to the first time that they had taken that on, in uh, certainly in daytime, and um, to be able to weave that into, um, as Mikey was saying, a, a story of almost gothic romance. That's that's no small feat. Did you all have a relationship with Pam and and Gail Kobe was the executive producer at the time, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I I mean I I think Pam liked to know the actors. Um I certainly felt like I had a, a good relationship with Pam. Um she would check in with you from time to time to see, you know, everything feeling okay to you, you like where we're going. Um I never got to know Gail as well. Um, and that in some ways may have been, um, I, I'm responsible for that because when she came on, she fired a lot of my friends immediately. Um, and, um, and being really new on the show at, at, um, when, when Tom got fired, when Tom O'Rourke got fired, that sort of soured me on, you know, the, uh, a little bit on the production staff. And that was just an emotional reaction of being, you know, a young, a young guy, somebody got fired that I really, really was very fond of and looked up to. So, you know. I didn't know, you know, I knew um, Pam would check in with me every now and then. And then every now and then I would go in and have a nice little talk with, um, with Gail. And by the way, just FYI, I just saw Gail Kobe on an old episode of Mannix. I think it was Mannix. I mean, she does, Gail, Gail did a million things. She watches Twilight Zone. She's in like two or three of the old Twilight Zones. Yeah, she was a studio contract actress. She had great yeah. stories, uh, yeah. a plethora of stories from back in the, uh, you know, the great Hollywood stories. She was she was a pretty incredible lady. Yeah, and I remember the first month or so, I was having contractual issues with my then manager, and I had an agent and a manager, and uh, and she said, no, this is not right. What's going on? She said, I'm going to get you an attorney. I, she just took me under her wing and just helped me so much. Another person who loved actors, too. Yeah. Which has got to be helpful to you for, you know, young actors starting out. And Pam, too. Pam started out as an actress, you know, yeah. an actress on Texas. Yeah. So she she was, you know, they're good people. Really good people cared about stories and cared about people. Well, you know, like Grant said, Judy, your story centered around all of this, the abuse. Um, did Pam pull you aside and tell you what this was going to be? And and were you nervous uh, tackling such a... No, because I didn't really, especially in the beginning, I didn't know anybody really. Um, I, I don't remember... But... 
anybody really telling me this story. I mean, it just, you could read it in the scripts. And um, it, I tell you, working with James Rephorn and on Islam, I mean, James Rephorn made that work. The sweetest man, the sweetest man in the world playing the most abominable monster. Yeah. yeah, Jim used to get cast in characters all the time that were like diametrically opposed to who he was as a person. You know, the sweetest. He, yeah, he was a he was a scary, scary character. He used to tell a story after he had his daughter. You know, he'd be going to a store, you know, with his little daughter, and people look at him like, great, with a little girl, really? Ew, poor God. He was just the nicely nicest guy. I never thought about that. That's all. Yeah. Mm. And he and Larry Gates, oh, in the makeup room, they, they would just go, oh, the funny and funny and funny and funny and funny. And they would just uh, have this banter that was just off the cuff that would just, you could just sit. I mean, it was like watching a show. You should have paid, you should have had to pay to sit in the makeup room. Too bad we didn't have cell phones back then. You know, right. some, of the, some of the memories oh you have. God. I just, <laughs> no, thank God we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> Well, <laughs> um, Michael, you were talking sort of about the veterans and, and Judy, uh, one of the times that we spoke before you talked about, you know, Beverly McKinsey, what you learned, um, how she learned her lines. Are there things you've learned, you know, from Jerry, Jordan, Maeve, Peter Simon, uh, Chris Burnett, you know, little things that stand out in your mind of what they taught you over the years? Uh, there are way too many stories for that. I mean, I you could I, I pick any of those names. I learned so much from Chris. I learned so much from Larry, from Tom, and they were all they were all different. You know, Chris was a guy who um, Chris. I, I learned how to be still. You know, uh, from Chris, um, and and someone from Tom too. Tom used to always say the best advice he ever got as an actor was, "Plant your feet, look them in the eyes, say it, and mean it." And and that's the way Tom used to act. And, you know, because of who you are as a person and what you what you bring to it, different things work for different people. But um, I, I mean, you could go with any of those guys. Larry, how, Larry, Bill, how could you not how could you not learn anything you needed to know about acting? Uh, just being around Larry and Bill, you know, and Jerry. I mean, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, too, is every one of those actors were immensely generous and they, it was, it was always about the scene, not about them. Most of the time, it was about the storyline and about, you know, I mean, getting back to like, like with Peter Simon, he had the kindest eyes. I remember always looking at him doing a scene here. Yeah. He would look at me with such, he was so deferential and like, he was my father, the father I always wanted. And he was just always so sweet. And I always felt like, um, I always felt very supported by Peter. And this guy here, and everybody, I mean, everybody in this room here, your room, you know what, all things, we came to the set, we came prepared because we wanted, we didn't want to disappoint the people around us, particularly the, the veterans. I, I don't ever remember having immense trouble with lines or like stuff like that. You just wanted to come and be prepared. And, um, 
You know, I mean, with the, my first thing with Grant, I wanted, I, I spent a lot of time on the airplane rising that line. And those scenes were the law, weren't they, Grant? Back in the day. It's, oh, those. The scenes were longer back then, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm really right. got, got lost you there for a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, Larry just said, you know, just just do it. Don't overthink it. Don't. He just kind of made it seem so, you know, just um, get it out of your mind and just say it. Just do it. And every now and then we'd be in a in a scene and Larry would just um, go off on a on a monologue from a Broadway show 30 years prior. You know, he, um, he yeah, just the most generous actor. Yeah, he would always say, no, 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 you get up here. You get in front. You get, you know, he was my grandfather. Yeah. He was all of our grandfathers. Yeah. I mean, everybody, you know, it, it it is so interesting. You know, when you talk like, Grant, you said you guys were looking forward to Rex returning. Everybody wanted Larry on, you know. That's why it's so interesting. Powers of being never understood. Like the veterans that you know the those elderly statesmen meant the world to the viewers yeah. the family the characters are there scenes you know i know it's 40 years ago so that's hard <laughs> i can't remember what i ate this morning you know but like, are there any scenes that you know come to mind of fun or you know oh sure can i can i tell one go yeah. oh. Yeah, I'll start. Um, it's a little off color, but I think it, it's <laughs> a little keeping and lying here. So we were, um, Kristen and I were in a love story, and um, she was, I don't know, a stable keeper. Or there was some horses or something. Oh, okay, what's one? Oh, Grant. Oh, okay. Go on, Michael. Should I not tell this? So, of course, yeah. You know, 40 years later. Well, you know, we're, we're, um, you know, we're uh, trying to get through the lines and Krista got the giggles. You just had the giggles and oh, you just could not stop laughing. Remember Krista? Oh, and, and Bruce Berry got over. He goes, guys, we're going to go into a bail penalty. Is that what you want? You better get it right this time. And I took Krista yeah. aside. I just didn't like anybody getting mad at me because I'm such a people pleaser. I go, Krista, come on. We got to get this right. She goes, okay, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. So we get through it, and right wait a minute, you kept dad living. Wait, let's let's throw that in there. You you kept well, okay. I was you know bus. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, get to the place where Krista clearly, um, you know, had trouble with her line, and then she was trying to suppress her laugh. Well, this is after a dinner break, right? <laughs> and also, oh, you go to the meal palace. Oh, and went, and she farted, <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't a cute one. It was not a cute one. It sounded like Shabu and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody looked away. And Kuma's all looking. He goes, "Hey, Larry, was that you? No, I wasn't me. No, was it me? He assumed it was what no, I didn't believe." And then they get up the, yeah. the speaking goes, all right, somebody get the horse off the set, please. Somebody get the horse off. And the guy goes, it wasn't my horse. And then Chris said, because she's shaking. She was just like, uh, uh. And then Bruce goes, male, proud. And goes, we're pregnant for a male. 
Crickets for meal. No, so I remember standing next to Judy, and you know, and when it happened, it happened. Judy gave this look to me like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Oh my god!" You just farted. It was you, no, it was no, the look was, "Hey, I gotta teach you how to be silent, that girl." <laughs> it was an explosion. It wasn't a fart. It was. A- <laughs> So it's very, it's very unkind, Mikey. That is very unkind. well, yeah. Krista. You're good. You're a good sport about that. I mean, yeah, not anymore. Get in, get in. Wait a minute. Cut to like 20 years later. I'm in a, a drugstore and I pick up a soap opera digest, and and one of it is um, down memory lane with Michael O'Leary. Oh, oh yeah, no. And I'm standing in line checking out, and I'm reading this. I'm like. Oh my God! And it tells the whole story, and you hear me audibly go, "Blip, And people, what's that? I'm like, "Oh my God, what are you reading?" Oh, oh. my goodness! Yo, he proceeded to tell that whole story and and more. It's just a testament to how much you love Michael because she still talks to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Very, 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 very true. Very true. I thought, Grant, it was going to be you and me in the stable. It was another, like, super embarrassing. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, what? What? No, no, I don't. What? Something about we were petting boss the horse, and then we started kissing and rolling around in the hay. And, you know. Did the horse do something? You know, it was... So, so I always had like this bodysuit that comes up, you know, and it goes across here. And then I had like a, a sack, like a potato sack that was in the bar or something. And so here, you know, after our little sex campaign there, we were talking and all of a sudden you just started getting the giggles, I think. Oh, yeah, I do remember this now. Oh, they got mad. They got really mad. Well, and I started hearing giggles off, you know, like cameramen. And I'm like the most shy person, actually. You know, I really am. I was never one to like any risque scenes. I'd say, no, that's that's somebody else. That's not me. And um, I was always very conservative. And mind you, a year before, I'm in an all girls, you know, school, small school. And, uh, uniform. And so anyway, I think. I was so into my scene with Grant, that's it, and and it just kept dropping. Oh, bless your heart. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I did not realize it because I'm so into the scene, and, and all of a sudden I hear giggle, giggle, nice big cut. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Or something's been a night. I don't know why. <laughs> Good things we didn't have cell phones back then. Wow. Yeah, there's there is a tape somewhere, you know. <laughs> Somewhere it's like I love Krista Chazerol. This is just like accidents. Some editor has sold it on the black market yeah. somewhere. Love about though, in the moment, I could not have been more embarrassed. I'm sure I turned every shade of red. I'm sure, I'm sure. Was, uh, sex tapes and everything, you know, yeah, those kinds of, you know, yeah. Right. Uh, Christo, Karen was asking, can you give us one granddaddy? Oh, God. One of my favorite lines with him. Well, no, that was just daddy. Daddy. Granddaddy. Um, well, he was, you know, I. one of my favorite lines is, can I, 
granddaddy, can I, can I have some money for some shoes? And she said, yeah, darling, how much do you want? How much? And I'd say, oh, this much? <laughs> of course he had it all in cash in his back pocket, you know? Uh, 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 hurt. Yeah. Um, and daddy. Judy and Krista, did you ever watch Beth Chamberlain and Kimberly Sims play Beth and Mindy? Because, you know, again, casting such thoughtful and talented recast, which is a tribute to how beautifully you two created these, that other folks came in and and took it in, and rode with it. I didn't. Um, I know she was terrific. Um I, I'm just so, you know, I'm kind of that way with men, too. Once they're mine, they can never be anybody else. <laughs> so I was very, you know. <laughs> no. Um, Territorial? Yeah. I'm kind of that way. You know, I'm horrible. I'm a horrible person. But um, but I know she was terrific. And I, I, I Tina it talks about her so often. So I know she was fantastic. Well, you, you and, I mean. And likewise. Both, both, you were both daughters to Tina, Beth Chamberlain oh, and, and you. You know, she speaks so, Tina speaks so highly of both of you. She's an amazing, an amazing woman. An amazing woman. Yes. And, um, you know, I never did watch, really, uh, Kimberly Sims. I, I met her. She was sweet as can be. And, um, but just, I felt like she played Mindy and it was her prerogative to be however she wanted to portray the character. But I feel like my Mindy was young. I was young, you know? I was 19 when I started, and I played Mindy with Heaven Tool. And by the time Kimberly, you know, came on, she was a little older. She was more mature. I felt like it was a very different character. Yeah, well, uh, you know, the younger Philip and Rick, <laughs> all of a sudden... They were, you know, soap opera rapid aging syndrome. They yeah. were different, you know, characters. Yeah. Right. Um, Grant, you were paired with both ladies. You know, careful. Careful. <laughs> well, this is coming from a fan, Jeff. Oh, oh sure, sure. Uh-huh. He, yeah. he says, I want to ask that as blessed as you were to have love stories with both, did you have a preference uh, not working with but did you like mindy and philip together or beth and philip together well i always think beth and philip made the most sense um and i played every story that i ever played and god i think i was married seven times about how many kids um but it was it was for philip it was always Beth. um underneath everything the love that he had was for beth was the special really special thing but I love, I love we were working with um, both of them. And I've been blessed to, I mean, God, look at all the people that I that, that I was fortunate enough to work with. I mean, abs- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He, he certainly was. He froze again. Yeah. But for uh, Philip, you know, the, the wedding, Philip and Mindy, it was that shotgun, yeah. you know, the shotgun wedding with Mindy and Philip. So Philip, Clearly, do you remember, Grant, in that moment, you looking over, and there's a granddaddy with his rifle. Yes. Grant does that. Yes. And that, and that line from the priest, do you, Philip, take Mindy to be your lawfully, by the way, 
And what do I do? My hand goes right onto your here and I'm just grabbing you. Like the answer is yes, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Were you pretending to be pregnant? Was that, were you pretending to be pregnant at that time? Was I? You were were pregnant. Yeah. Oh, I lost the baby. Lost the baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lost the baby. People, People might not remember this, but, um, Beth was my date at the prom. I didn't go home with Beth. Somebody else did. That was the beginning. I could never turn my back on this guy. <laughs> you really, you really couldn't. Yeah, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter because I, you know, Mindy was a nice date and everything worked out fine. But you got the funner you know, one, Mikey, you got the funner one. And he came over to borrow the vacuum cleaner. It was he was there for other reasons and and. uh can never turn my back on you, buddy. And I love you for that. I love you. So. I don't, I don't, I don't Wait a minute. You don't yeah. remember anything? Yeah. Grant, the prom. I, you, who did you take to prom? I took, you, I took, I? I took Beth to the prom. No, because Mindy was so devastated. I turned to daddy and said, daddy, and I'm crying, crying. He says, darling, who would you want to take to prom? Who can I get for you to... I said, I'm somebody who's like really strong and really good looking. They've got to be good looking. And the next thing you know, here is from the um, New York Jets football team, the quarterback. Oh, Richard Todd. That's Can you right. Read it? That's, That's right. I forgot that. Yeah. At the same time, Greg Butler. I can't Rich remember who. That was my date. So I'm absolutely. This is with- just getting sadder. So I went home alone. I didn't even have oh, you were with Richard. You were with a football player. Thank you, Krista. Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, but Mindy wanted to be with Philip, not Richard Todd. Wow. But yeah. Wow. That that was a bad prompt. It was all that's what Pam did. You know, I wanted to be with Philip. Rick. You know what I mean? Philip wanted to be with Beth. They were all bent up. Just you. Do you remember that dance, Judy, when you guys were dancing in the prom and the, and the cameras above you and you were just, the look, that, that look on your face in that scene when you were dancing, and it gets back to what Grant was saying, the story was going through your character and your experience, and you played that so beautifully. Yeah. We, I young remember. girls falling in love with, the, with their prints. Yeah. 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 Well, it ended, it ended up in the opening. Too. I mean. Yeah. 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 Can't do anything like this by yourself. You know, you you can only do it with you have someone else's eyes. You know, but I remember that prom thinking because they brought in the 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 crane camera and it was like this is like a movie. I think I said that to my parents and they thought, oh, long or little, you know, (laughs) or little. Oh, they felt so sorry. You know, I'm like, it was like a movie, duh. It was so, that was so much fun that night. It was, I, did, I didn't get to go, I wasn't invited to my prom, so it was like the best prom ever. <laughs> well, and, and then guiding light at the end, really, Krista was able to return with, and Beth Chamberlain, and they, they recreated the prom near the end. All this Yeah, right? It was like the, re, it was, I think, the high school reunion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. You know, so it really took it, it took it full circle. I mean, it really is incredible, the impact. Um, uh, another fan, camera lady says, so many wonderful memories watching the Four Musketeers uh, with both of my 
uh, late grandma and late mother, what I wouldn't give to go back to that time. Oh. I think that's everyone's, you know, Sweet. feeling. Um, Krista, can you talk about Jordan? Because everybody oh. always asks about Jordan. Yeah. I'm asking about Jordan myself because I have not spoken with him in a long, long time. And um, the one of the best, just one of the best. I um, I didn't look at him honestly as my father on this show. Uh, he was just this fun friend who I worked with, and uh, talk about a giving actor. He was just the most generous guy to work with. Funny beyond funny, had me laughing every day. You know, um, loved him to pieces. Yeah. I'm trying to look up some stories. I mean, he and isn't he one of the ones who like learned his lines like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. He he would have his wrinkled up script in the rehearsal hall, <laughs> and he would just be like he had, he would have none of it down. I think, and that but from the time he left rehearsal hall to the time he got up, I never saw Jordan go up on the line. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was amazing. He did smoke, and you know, right off stage, they would Lock Wallace would say, "Places, please!" And three, two, one, and he would be taking a big drag and step on it, and they'd say, "Action!" And he'd he was stepping on it still. Let's go. Well, you know, it's it's funny. I I probably met all of you um, around that time as a fan of Guiding Light, um, Judy just texted me this photo of us <laughs> oh. Oh, wow but i have i have to tell you that it was beth being blinded oh yeah um that explosion the new york daily news did a story on guiding light using a blind school for that story andy's sister was jay smith cameron yep who just played Jerry on Succession. Oh. Um, but it, if it really wasn't for that Daily News article, we would not all be here today because it had the address of where Guiding Light was, and that's when I first started going to Guiding Light. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you know, and... and I was a fan first, and there are so many fans here today. Can you talk about your connection to your fans over the years? You know, I mean, they... I just felt so appreciative. I really did. I was so thankful. I, We all got a lot of just mail, you know, snail mail, and just um, I would go home and read them, and I would just... It would blow me away, it, like, you know, just some of the things and the complimentary things, but, but also about themselves and, and what it meant to them, you know, just escaping in, a, in many ways, watching, watching the show or it took them out of their own. I don't know. It just kind of gave them a breather watching the show. And so I felt, I felt so fortunate, you know, that they appreciated us. I appreciated them. Yeah. I, um, not only did we, I mean, it felt a lot, the fans were always respectful and they have always, always supported us. Everyone here 
no matter what we're doing, even if we left the show and I'm doing other things, they, they were always pulling for us. And that's the sense I always had. They always wanted the best for us, uh, regardless if we're doing the show or some other things. Um, I particularly am, am very attached to the, you know, I'm now of the age, I'm in my 60s, but I always looked at the folks who were seniors who watched the show and that was something that was very important to them. And so I'd used to, I'd love to call people on the phone and say, hey, mer- mer- you know, happy birthday or just connect that way. And it just takes two seconds of our time to do something like that. And it means so much for people to, to have that connection with us. Um, yeah, I mean, every year they would come support us. Uh, was it the Hyatt or Hilton or something? And and they would come up, out right. and we would, we would have that connection with them. And uh, Right. I mean, yeah, we all felt their passion. I felt their passion. Yeah. You know, when they would come up so excited, it would make me want to just meet everyone I could. Seriously. And, um, yeah, and they still, I mean, even today, <clears throat> it, it, I always thought it was like the the greatest part of well, no. no. Well, I remember it in air. It, it's like God is doing it right on his. I know. Gosh, that's so. No. Yeah. Well, he'll he'll continue, Judy, for you. Well, I I did get especially a lot of mail um, regarding the um, storyline with Bradley. So um, a lot of women who reacted to that, who had their own stories, who had never been able to vocalize it deal about it so it was nice i did the same thing michael did i would call him and talk to them and and i that i think that was the moment realizing the impact that you could a positive impact that you could have on people in doing what we do because sometimes it's it's really fun for us we love it but you think you know how how am i contributing to the world you know, so it was nice that, you know, you could have that connection with uh, with people. And the fans are so amazing. And what's great, too, with social media now is that we can reconnect and all the clips online and, you know, all those memories and get to reach out to those generations that are still watching. They'll, they'll hear, hear for you for. Grant, if you could say that again, please. Yeah, sorry. I I um I always thought it was one of the greatest things that, you, that you, there would be uh, people who were ill or in a really bad bad way that you could connect with them, and it was such a small thing for you to do, and such a such a huge thing for them. Um, and it, it I had it happen recently again. An old classmate of mine from high school in Baltimore got in touch with me and said, "I know somebody. It's a patient at Johns Hopkins. She's really in a bad way. Love the show. You were a favorite character. Any way." You know, you could maybe give her a call, and um, and so if it got facilitated, and I, you know, I got to spend some time talking to her, and I had some stuff left from the show that I that I sent to her, and you know, they're so grateful. Um, but it's, I'm, I guarantee you, I I got more out of it than she did because it's it, it is such a small thing to do, um, and and yet it give it gives you such a, a feeling of uh, of meaning, you know that. Um, I mean, what we did, I mean, we were really lucky. We, you know, we had a blast. Don't. Oh. The, the internet. Years. The internet. Oh. I know. The, the internet. Yeah. Here you, you are. are. You were very lucky. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were very lucky. And, um, and just to get to share that part of it, um, that's a gift. That's really a gift. Absolutely. Before I forget, uh, the weekend of October 8th, we are doing uh, an in-person, the 19th annual Daytime Stars and Strikes to raise money for autism and the Jerry Verdorn Scholarship Fund. I hope the four of you can make it. The fans are going to be in New York for the first time since the pandemic together. So uh, we look forward to that. Uh, you know, if you, if you had a crystal ball, where do you think Philip, Rick, Mindy, and Beth would be today? Oh. Well, because Rick killed 44 patients, I'd be in jail. So I, mean, uh, I mean, it's really a med medical malpractice. I, I was not a good doctor, so. And I'm I being serious. I kill a lot of, I, I never say one person on the show. Not one. <laughs> That's a fact. Oh, I mean, if we if we're playing reality, I mean, I was a horrible doctor. Um, but if I were to get away, be on trial for malpractice. If I were able to get away, like I did for so long, what would I be? Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, I'd probably be in Chicago doing community service if I didn't get in jail, something like that. That's what I did. Like you know, that's what when I went off the show, I went to Chicago doing community service for medical malpractice. Uh, would Philip and Beth have grandchildren? Yeah, I yeah. think we already do, don't we? You do. Oh, it wasn't here. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Lizzie had somebody who had children. Yeah, I don't know. Beth and Philip have children? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, they have children, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hayden Panettiere was uh, your daughter. Sweet. Yeah. What was your daughter? Um, Michael's got a new series coming out in the fall. Michael, tell us about Terror on Lake Drive. It's called Terror uh, Lake Drive, and uh, it's coming out in the fall on uh, Amazon Prime and um, uh, what else is AMC. This is Mikey. Oh, no, I want like it. Yeah. And I uh, play a guy named Charles Marshall, and that's a flashback to the 1850s but i play a um it's it's a it's a very challenging role i play a, a billionaire real estate mogul who is a racist and i build these these um resorts over sacred burial grounds and um it's seven episodes and it was challenging to play this kind of type of guy but um it was you know it was a really good experience yeah. Fun. Can't wait to see it. What's it yeah. called again? Chris, what was it like accompanying Michael to the premiere of Halloween? Oh, it was great fun. It was just so nice having Mikey out visiting. And and uh, that was a really special time for us. Yeah. Could just catch up. And um, yeah, and, and uh, there were fans out there, you know, and they were saying, Rick and, Rick and Mindy, wow, you know, it's been only 40 years. And yeah. But to answer your question before, Alan, I think, you know, they ended the show with Rick and Mindy engaged to be married. Yeah. Right. Well, I would envision Rick and Mindy being married, having children, Mindy being a fashion gal, you know, traveled a lot to Europe, um, probably would settle down having her own clothing store. That's kind of how I vision Mindy. 
and um and kids and grandkids. Do you think Mindy and Philip would get together again though? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I you know yeah. at one point Mindy. I think, yeah. I think I think it, yeah. I think maybe I think time fails at some point. Yeah. You know, and I think Mindy matures and Mindy realized she had a love that was right there for her the entire time. Oh, that's sort of sweet. I mean, it is incredible. You know, Pam paired each of you and, you know, the fans hook, line and sinker to Beth and Philip and to Rick and Mindy. Yep. Yeah, I really did. Yeah. But there were of of philip and mindy and yeah yeah there were others who came in but i think really the fans would still love to see those pairings together was there ever about to have brunch right what's that it'd be fun for the four of them to have brunch they they would be having brunch every sunday i think they would yeah i think so little walls and yeah at the country club Sure. Oh, their grandchildren would be dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grant, are you still writing a book? Uh, yeah. Hey, as a matter of fact, Sharon, I just uh, finished, and uh, we're uh, we're looking for an animal-friendly uh, literary agent. Now we've gone. It's taken us. We've been working on this for years, and we finally have it at a place where we're really happy with it. So uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we will have that out before long, and I'll I'll let you know details. That's awesome. And Judy, congrats on all the success on Days. I mean, it, the fact that it was picked up for two years on Peacock is a testament to people tuning in. That's great. That's good. Yeah. Congratulations. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus great yep. people there as good as these four <laughs> um, you know what Judy said earlier? Uh, they do nine shows a week. Oh, nine wow. Start at 8.45, finish at 4. It's yep. insane. In so many more episodes than we ever did. Wow. I, well, and the speed is just breakneck. 
say, yeah. Did did we do that scene? <laughs> yay. All right. Tapes are good. Yeah. Tapes are good. Yeah. But I think I'm moving on. I cut myself up. That's okay. All right. That's okay. No, but it's a really good group of people. And, you know, but I miss you guys a lot. Those were yeah, magical no. times. And I, I miss what we were able to do back yeah. then. You know, it did a lot. I miss the 18 minute scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the fans do too. Uh, Judy, before before you go, you have played multiple characters. Is there one that's closest to your heart? They all hold such a special place. Beth does hold a special place. I mean, she was the first, and she was. I mean, it was a great and an Emmy. Yeah. Um, it was the time though, and the the working with these wonderful, wonderful actors, and it was it was truly, truly magical. And that I'm not that was wonderful, but it's it's really, you know, it, I it's hard to explain. I mean, that's really wonderful and everything, but you can't. That's not one person. Those those are. I mean, really, it's it's a culmination of writing the people that you're working with, you know, the crew that you're working with. It's so, it's really something we all, I think, truly share. But um, that character a lot, but I do really like Bonnie. She's fun. She's fun. She's bad. <laughs> bad is always better. Naughty. Absolutely. You <laughs> four, this is really magical. That time was magical. I appreciate this so much. I know the fans really do. They, they've they asked for this for a long time. Thank you. Thank yeah, big, you. Thank you to, to the one out there. Yeah. It gave really? us, we had these great jobs, and you made it happen for us. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we all had these great jobs. It wasn't people watching at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever time it was. Um, mm -hmm. And it was a phrase like it. Well, oh, loose guys, guys. Loose guys. Oh, pony. You would say that every time. I had no clue what it was. Uh, in no, maybe the last time I ever say it. No, one more time. Oh, I don't want to be clapping. One more time. One more time, Brad. One, one more time. Two, this is the closest. Three. At five, four, three, two. Four, three, two, one. Loose, loose guys and Thalamino. Uh, uh, it's, it's, thank you, my friend. That's a great way to end the show. Yeah, isn't it? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you Alan. Guys. Great seeing you. Great seeing you, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Thank you to Grant, Judy, Michael, and Christopher taking time to to look back at an incredible time on Guiding Light. If you haven't yet subscribed to my YouTube channel, do so down below. Click the like button if you like today's show and. If you want to download an audio version, search The Locker Room on your favorite streaming platform. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, 
Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.